0: Hello, Sorensen Sound. I am recording a new intro because this is a truly chaotic entry. So, very emotional month. I've cried every day of July. It is the 13th, and just gets more impressive with every day that passes. This is very similar to, to January, Give me a stutter, in that sense. And because I've put so much effort into learning how to verbalize my emotions through doing this podcast... Honestly, found it difficult to write about them at this point, and so kind of very non-committally, I would record little clips, which always ended me crying. And I finally had some vaguely more coherent thoughts, which I will include um, at the start, so it's not quite chronological. And I just want to introduce that maybe after the first. Thirty minutes. If you make it that far, um, uh, you might want to tune out because I'll probably just be crying a lot. And I know I'm not marketing that well, and I'm really not trying to. But you know, I do still. I say some like sweet things. So if you want to hear that, then suffer at your own risk. Um, but also in a weird, weird timeline. An update about the haircut you're only going to soon learn about. Is that it went so well? Um, I love that I trust my hair lady with my life, which is the way that it should be. Uh, but she is literally the sweetest. She's like, and she's she's the kind of person that gives you very straight up advice. Um, I don't know how much the road sounds are impeding upon this voice memo. That's my screech. Um, but. <laughs> She said something to me that my mom, I, I texted her and she was very happy to hear, um, but she just added, of she's like, yeah, you should really wear like two braids, like two French braids, I think are like, look good on you. And I was like, that's what my mom says all the time. And I do indeed wear that a lot because she wants me to bring back my curls. She wants me to embrace that and grow out my hair. And that is what I'm trying to do, but I just needed to fix it because the haircut I had in April was so bad, and now that it finally grew out a bit, I was like, okay, it's time to just clean it up, go back to my one and only, and it was a success, very, very happy to say. I was so upset though, she wouldn't let me tip her, but it's okay. She always comments on how much she loves my energy, and I love her energy, so we're a perfect match, and... It's honestly so sad. Like I, it took me years to find her in the city, because I was just so like so scared of getting a bad haircut. Because when you have curly hair, you know that it's it's like hard to find someone that can do a good curly haircut. Even if you are someone that straightens it, that's still like you have just have different like a different makeup of how the patterns in your hair go. I was trying to find a way to not just keep saying hair or curly, and it did not work. But yeah. So she's a real one. And I wanted to get this done before Venus goes retrograde, because that's just bad for beauty decisions altogether. And before I went to Shanghai, because I'm sure there's great hairdressers there, but I'm not sure that they'll know what to do with curly hair, because there's not many Chinese people with curly hair. And even though it's a somewhat international city, I don't know that there's gonna be that kind of specialization. And, yeah, so I feel good, I feel put together, uh, while I was waiting, because I just walked in, she's like, yeah, I'll just come back in, like, an hour and a half, I had, um, got some emails sent out to coordinate with professors about, uh, like, coffee chats, getting to, just asking questions that I've had for a while before I leave, finally getting my shit together in some sense so that I don't just wallow constantly, you know? And again, that's like I say this later, but also a few days ago. Weird to talk about. Um, like, it's nice to see how I handle things now, and I'm really proud of myself for being able to cope. And honestly, you can hear me over the sirens. Um, get get your heart broken so bad that it is completely holy shit. Uh, that it heals. Oh, it was finally caught. Pain, suffering, I failed. Oh, big ass Dalmatian. It's like a Dalmatian Great Dane mix. That's crazy. Um, anyway, that it completely fixes your relationship with your mom. Because I'd be texting her literally every little thing now. And she's definitely confused. But we've worked so hard on our relationship over the past few years and especially this year. Um, and now. <laughs> Now that I've called her broken down crying, um, which is something I I always want to, but this time I was like, I'm just, I I don't know, like I have to, I don't have any other option. um, Yeah, so it's nice. Um, Yeah. So again, as always, wouldn't take nothing from my journey now, even though I've retired that from my Instagram bio remains the truth. So, let's go gang. Woo! Have fun, good luck listening to this. Yay, I love you. I'm gonna be on the move now, but I did kind of realize that I didn't quite finish. Oh my God, my legs are so sore. Literally stuff from the gym two days ago. But like, I know I said this, but it's the whole, when you're sick, let get more sore and I did squats, and I, well I actually did do a lot, of, I did low-key do leg day, but it doesn't usually hurt me like this. Usually, oh my God, who can't be beat by a simple leg day? I might get Um, I'm so sorry if I say it that wrong, but I don't know how to say it. So, that's me be trying very genuinely. Um, they haven't corrected me before, just because I want something cold, milk tea sounds good. We probably at the restroom. Bada bing, bada boom. Uh, but I also want to record a little bit of this park, so I should probably get on my camera. Uh, but I just wanted to say that I also in life just been trying to move more slowly because with the, with the same friend who I do plan to have on the podcast, I asked him and he said, yeah, he, he said, I'm like, wait a cabbie, he's just like, but I can say what I want, I was like, bro, what the fuck are you, what are you going to say, like, you, never in the time I've known you have you said anything, like, crazy or silly or whatever, so I don't really know what's insinuating, I'm just realizing that this is all going to be in the background of the video I'm taking now, but that's fine, right? I think so. Um, something that I do kind of, like, leave out with these videos is that, like, it is all the human moments that I mentioned that I love. Like, you'll get a little bit of someone, like, walking through a shot or skateboarding or, or I'll have, like, a little zoom in of a back, but it's because I don't want to, like, I don't want to take those moments from people. Not that you, not that you can, but. I just feel like part of the beauty is it's ephemeral, if you will, um, and yeah. So as much as I can try and capture it, it just always feels like a pale imitation. And I'll try and get myself to leave it in a video, and then I'm just like, no, like it feels wrong. It's like, oh my God, you had to be there, but in a not exclusive way that leaves people feeling left out. It's just in a way that it's it's everywhere. It's all around you, and if you if you aren't seeing that on your own, then you would see that clip and just be like, what the fuck is that? And that's why I can look so out of place, even though to me it's just beautiful. You know? Uh, everyday life, too stunning for for basic comprehension. <laughs> I, I'm kidding. <laughs> Walking past in ping pong. This one, the, like, scrawniest, like, 20-something white dude. Um, I've just been playing every old man in the park (laughs) And It seems like he's been winning If he's still on the On the table tennis Table? Question mark I didn't say court but like this This fucking table Ping pong table would have been a better Use of my time with speaking there Um Yeah My outfit is sick though I'm wearing my Um Berks Uh, Boston some Oh, I didn't want to do laundry, so I got like a few weeks ago. I didn't want to do it uh, because that was emotionally tough place as as I am, you know. Um, So I bought some Ralph Lauren, Lauren socks, Um, Polo socks. So they're just white, but they're a little long because I like longer socks. And uh, my jean shorts that I got. This is also, like, one of those totems of the first love I had. Because uh, we went on a little, like, day trip, road, road trip day trip thing to... Um, dear God. That is a normal S-van. That, that's like a soccer mom band making that beeping noise. And uh, we went on a day trip to Milwaukee. We got, went to this little vintage store, and that's where I got these jorts. They're, like, 70s vintage Levi. Doran. They're allegedly children's. Which is concerning if children were children that size. That's so silly. I mean that size I just mean an adult. Because even though I'm very well aware that I'm like a thin athletic person that I, like very very fit, very much not at that large in the grand scheme of things. That I'm a I'm a tall individual and that's where I get concerned. Oh, hi. Um Anyway, so Another totem It's these shorts they my linen dress But the linen dress is like Very Short It's black But it has cute straps They tie I'm that the right ones And they come in then And then Great frog ring Watch It's a five fit though And it's feel. It doesn't feel that hot Because the jeans are like Oversized Like loose shorts And then it's a linen Dress That's like spaghetti strap, So I barely feel like wearing much like the thing I feel the most is my jewelry um but yes going slower in general um also with my friendships I feel like I said this in last podcast maybe but this particular friend is someone that takes friendship a lot so he's like yeah I only see you like a few times a week and whereas I'm like when I'm getting to know someone I want to see them all the time like we gotta see each other every day we gotta hang out the whole day he's like yeah i'm just used to like these different intervals and that was oh there's a cute cafe across the street i might like get it on maps it's called the little one um there's see people in there i'm waiting outside because i don't want to go in while recording this there's also a little monarch on the sidewalk slave butterfly um but but what screen throw up. oh yeah just trying to take these things slower in general and then also with like it's kind of weird to have it juxtaposed with the master's classes because some of these people like are going to be my friend or like are my friend or it's like trending trending towards friendship uh rather than just like peers or acquaintances even though i do like that they take the idea of being classmates like quite seriously like people like they have like a lot of like Events where we go and do things like together as a class, and not everyone goes. Some people are too cool, um, but I like that they like it actually means something to them, and yeah, it's nice to like have permission to care because I I love school and it is a very social thing, and it's just better and it does enhance the learning, everything like that. Um, but there's some people where it's like <laughs> this one person in mine in particular, where he is not, he's not a great classmate, he doesn't really do much um, with everyone, very, like, very much participates in class, but doesn't take it outside of that, which is, like, fun to each their own, Um, but we are slowly becoming friends, and it's hard for me not to, like, because with someone else that I already consider to be, like, a pretty, like, good friend of mine from class, even though it's only been, like, two months like, her and I, that was a case of, like, literally all the time, like, lunch together every day, doing it. this, that, and the other thing, just always together. And so with her, I'm like, yeah, that's just, like, it's hard not to try and replicate that. Like, her and I, that just means that we both go fast with friendships and, and like, other contexts. not because I said anything like this, because that would be a little forward and strange for a blossoming friendship. But this other person, he was like, yeah, like, I just like to take things slow, like, friends are, like, in the, for the long haul. And that is very similar to my approach in some ways, where it's like, but I just know sooner, I guess. Because when I introduce someone into my life, I want them there for as long as they're willing to be there. Um, So, but I, I just tend to be more certain, sooner than most people um, and in the face of this kind of hurt, it's a lot easier to be sympathetic to that. Cause it's like, yeah, the, 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 the way that this relationship feels, it's painful. So I keep going slower. <laughs> I get that like with anything, maybe you want to be a bit more guarded and then in a way it also feels respectful. So, hello. I do not know if the park sounds will be overwhelming or ambient. I've learned not to underestimate the Apple mic, but I should probably take that in both directions, that it could pick up on sound and that it could also mute it. But I can literally hear like someone's phone ringing or someone trying to call someone across the park. I also maybe if I just turn away from the water piece, I don't know what to call it, uh, will be good. I have, there's still some heinous bugs around New York City, especially because it's been so moist, um, but luckily a pigeon so nearly a foot away almost shat on me. Um, I would've broken down, so I'm probably just gonna move. I'll take that as my cue to relocate within the park. But this is my emotional support park, and I literally don't even know the the name of it. It's just... where I go? Um... I'm so sad. I think I'm moving over to an empty side. I don't know why it's empty. It's funny. It's a few suspicious. I think it's just because it's a bit sunnier. And it's already blistering. So, why would that... Why would I go there? Um... But I'm waiting to get a haircut. I'm so nervous to walk up to the lady or walk into the shop rather. To I've gone once before, and last time I was so I feel like I look like a scared wet animal because I like coming from the rain, and when I my hair is crazy as is, and then it just gets like frizzy and curly. And the heat today is not much better, but at least it's up than some type of hair clip. So before it was just wild, I had some silly hoodie on, and today I actually have, like, a decent outfit. Um, so I feel, again, like the last clip, I think, uh, I feel more put together, I feel as though it's another snapshot where I've, I've come, come a long ways from scared little wet child, <laughs> I don't know, um, the last time she saw that I said this, so she gave me literally my favorite haircut I've ever had, and I don't remember what I said. I think I was just like, because I've been wanting to grow my hair out long for so for years, and I've done that very like very well. Like I, it, it was long, and then this last haircut, this last hair salon that I went to in North Carolina was literally the worst experience ever, and single-handedly like ruined how I felt about myself to such a crazy degree. There's a cute little girl making noises in her little wet crocs, if you can hear them, sloshing, slapping the ground. Um, yeah, so, just destroyed my confidence. But now that my hair's grown out a bit more, because, like, with a bad haircut, as much as you can fix it, you, you pretty innately have to go shorter. Some girl's shooting, like, air soft. I don't know what this like fake gun or toy gun thing paintball ish I don't know um I'm not seeing paint but that's what it looks like and lord what was I saying this is so distracting uh yeah so bad haircut but you get a haircut you can't you just you would just go shorter so you have to grow it out a little bit and then also hair if you didn't know so I realized until a few years ago that hair grows unevenly so like different parts of your head will go at different speeds and so it's just like as much as you can can try and try and control that damage you don't always know what's what's coming your way and now that's finally grown out a bit I trimmed it slightly and I did fine I did well to not just keep going because I have that habit of like ah oh, let's keep making it shorter. So I just should go to professional in general but I was literally, I was like embarrassed of how it looked because everyone else thinks it looks fine but it's just like personally it's like if you hate something about your appearance you're never going to be confident you know, in it rather, and it, I didn't mean like the question, not the British question um, so now that I feel personally a bit more confident that I was able to walk in Today, even though I, I did do a little walk past, and then I walked back to go inside and ask. Um, but you know, we're practicing. It's still tough. But and then I wanted to find a cafe. I walked all the way down here, and I didn't find anything I wanted anywhere I wanted to stop in. And I'm not gonna like force myself. But I also just haven't had an appetite. last few days because so emotional about the same person still and it's weird because this like thing that this event that occurred um everything unfolded almost exactly six months ago and so in a way like I've had the last six months to process but again that, that was largely the event where I was like I was trying to get through this other stuff But very naturally in the background You kind of work out You don't At least with me Um You don't want to believe It's the like end per se Even though If nothing else it is the end of how Like it's the end of something Right And you don't want to think that it's the Complete end You don't as much as, like, I'm grateful that my first love was so respectful. You wish that continued on some degree. And now that I'm years removed, I, I don't wish that. Even though, like, somewhere in my heart, I'm like, ah. Oh. But, like, it's always there. And that that possibility, the possibility that I had gone that way will always mean so much to me. Um, and that's why we're both still so respectful and still have, like, an honor for how it used to be. So, the fact that there was closure, like, I I, <laughs> I, was on the verge of tears almost all of class today. Um, and not just because I got yet another A. So far, 4.0 in business school, baby. Um, which, like, this is something that I was talking to a friend about the other day. He was like, yeah, like, I was always okay with, like, this kind of grade. And I was like, the way that I was raised, it's literally, like... Anything less than a 95, an A+, plus in most... A or A+, plus, not every school is A+. Plus. Um, anything less than that is, like, is just skewed as failing in my mind. Um, and so to me, say like, an A... To me, an A is what's expected, so I can't be impressed with it. Because if I want to hold myself to that standard, I can't be proud. Even though this is, like, such a foreign world to me, this is not what comes naturally... This that and the other thing Um, this is just this is what I expect and that's what sets the tone and so that's what I continue to achieve and that's it Um, and even though I'm very confident in my abilities the stern grading system is that only a top percentage of the class gets that grade and there are some of my classmates where it's like they definitely aren't as nearly as involved as I am and so I know that just comparatively based on participation that we were always going to get different scores, but I still, like, psych myself out after every, like, final project, presentation, exam, whatever the finals are. Because I'm just like, oh my god, there's a chance that it's, it's all gonna gone awry. Um, And yeah. But basically what I'm saying is that I, I know in my own way I've slowly been accepting change, and now that there's some kind of closure... It's. I'm just. I mean, I'm crying all the time. All the time. But it's about things where I wouldn't let myself before. And that's why I feel this weird relief. Because it's just like. When you're focused on the event, you don't think about, or at least I wasn't thinking about what it would mean in the grander scheme of things. Because it's like. Um, yeah, like if there was something. If the hand cream I use reminded me of some story about hand cream related to him, then I wouldn't allow myself to think about that. So I was like, no, that's for when, like, whenever we're talking, we can talk about those things. Like, that knowledge still has a place, it'll still go somewhere. Um, and now that that's not so certain, or maybe it's certainly gone. I'm certainly different. I see everything everything I used to see and hold my breath. I now see and I just cry. <laughs> because you know what do you what do I do with this? What do I do with all the feelings I still have? Um where does it go all this information that I'm like I know myself I don't have a great memory and I choose to on some degree Uh, because I believe that like if something hurts then it just means that you cared and I want to care and that's that's the hard part is that you want to keep caring And in some way, you're not allowed to. Um, So all I'm allowed to do is remember. And so that's what I have been doing. From the hand cream I use in the morning, to the perfume, to the watch that both of his sisters have that I wear. And this is something I thought about a while ago is that at some point um, unrelated to this. Very oh, they're very loud, but they're cute. At some point this information is gonna outlive the source. Like with the watches. Someday there's this just there's, we'll get different watches, they'll lose this one, they'll break it. And in my head, like the version of them that I knew, um, it's the same one. You know? It's like if, your friend, if you do a hobby to get close to your friend, and then they stop doing the hobby, but you keep it up forever, it has enriched your life, and that's and it's changed your life, even if that mode of honoring is no longer in sync. And I'm sure I'll get different watches. I, I don't, being myself, I don't think I'll get rid of this one because um, I like it, and you know, fast fashion fucked up and all that jazz. Um, And I'll use another perfume one day, and I'll get rid of, some of the vessels for these things will disappear. I'll probably keep using hand cream, to be honest. (laughs) Um, But I'll be gifted hand cream, I'll be gifted something else, and uh, the meaning will dilute, or these totems will. And when I think back to the original form, Of course this is the person I'm going to think of. It's like, uh, this is, uh, it's how a lot of people tend to keep subconsciously, keep looking for their first relationship and other ones, not because, I mean, I'm sure they do miss the person, but not just because of that, but because that's, that's the form they think love takes. They think that there's only one because that's all they've known. It becomes a platonic ideal based on experience um, even though it's all relative. And, yeah, I don't know. But also with the same friend I was talking about earlier, he, um, so I've also been feeling like I've been growing apart from some of my high school friends and certainly from childhood friends. And he, and that was something I thought about a few weeks ago, And but that's now a very core thing for him because um, a close friend like got he told him deleted a bunch of their like old texts whatever and he took that like very much to heart and he was like oh it feels so petty and i was like i don't i don't think that's petty i mean he knows that, that you he has like this very archival mind and he like likes to like document everything and i'm not really someone that likes to document everything i'm learning to but um, that's just not really how i operate either but even I can be like someone who hasn't known him for remotely as long as his other friend. Like, it's like, yeah, no, that, it makes sense that it hurts because he knows that that's how you, you care. And for the longest time he was able to hold on to it with that knowledge. And now, even though it's not personal because that's just not how he shows care, you can still feel a rift enough that that sudden stopping means something. But it's also, another thing we talked about was the idea that, like, because I have a good memory, he does this friend does not have a good memory, sometimes he'll forget, like, the most basic things about me, and, like, I'm not offended because I just expect it, but I, like, anybody probably would be, and, but for him it's like, oh, if you text him something and you forget about it, then that's what offends him, because that's, just archival thinking and I'm not the most archival thinker I'm just not because to me I feel like I might have explained this before but when people are like oh give me an example of a time I did this or made you feel this way and it's like I, I don't think that way because to me it feels like keeping score um, if, and I also just am someone that's a bit more of a big picture thinker so I'll just be like oh like this is just kind of what I feel like the energy you've been giving or something that I've noticed or like A complex that you have And though it is useful to understand examples So that way you can unpack them I feel like people too often get hung up on them And So that's why I just tend not to focus on it Because I know people naturally kind of do that For themselves Um But basically what I was getting at Is like my lifelong best friend Him and I we Whenever we see each other we remember Completely different things about our childhood Because who you are and like what you think about what you talk about what you do is so mundane to you it's second nature it's just the ins and the outs of the world and how you interact with it and that's what's novel to somebody else so in a way it's just like of course somebody like somebody's not always going to remember a conversation you had because to them that wasn't it wasn't new information it's like yeah I've thought about this before that's why I offered it up so easily without like that's why it was able to appear and it struck you because you're a different person and for that reason what's like second nature to you what you think about all the time what you constantly mull over um, that's what's going to strike me and it's not going to be what you remember so much I mean maybe you do, maybe you just like but regardless of if you remember what was said, that feeling of connection never really goes away um, so some people I feel like get sad to keep using a gift like gifted perfume like gear some people might be sad to keep using that because it means it'll be gone one day but even if the totems dilute then the feeling remains you know that, that will never go away that is tough but it's wonderful you don't have to be afraid to keep engaging because even if you wanted it to it would never leave even if you will it away even if you do live out of fear and you're like out of fear either you put it in a box and never touch the gifts or the totems or you use them, or you throw them out, um, mainly if you throw them out or, like, hide them away, preserve them, um, that's, like, you're just scared. You're just living in fear, and that doesn't make your life any worthwhile because that's still a human reaction, so it's still a very human, very present thing. I think it's a little deluded to say that anything is never, anything is ever not present, but... I understand why to feel, accepted, why you feel in the moment, but your reality is just what there is, and that's always going to be the most human, the right response. But, suddenly I've been, so as a child, I was the least, I was the most impatient person, least patient is insane, I was like, there's just simply a word for that. I was so deeply impatient, I couldn't wait for anything. And now I tend to, like, now I'm a pretty patient person, like, restaurants, cafes, whatever, I'm, I'm in no rush. Like, if I'm, I like to leave early enough so that if something's delayed, then that's fine. And if if it's, like, unreasonably delayed, then I can accept that. And I, I don't just, like, sit on my hands. Like, if, it, if it's, like, a flight, then I get it done, then I'm, like, capable. But there's never a reason to get worked up is kind of the point there's every reason to rush it um, because rushing it is when you make the silly mistakes but if you just like see like oh like this train's delayed oh but there's another one, I'll just take that Like, I don't just wait for the delayed train to stay delayed, I just accept it and see all the assess everything every route um, so in terms of like world structure, in terms of I guess like services question mark um i'm very much a very uh, i'm a very patient person i like I can wait, I can take my time if a friend is late, I know that's not personal that life just happens and that they're busy too, and it doesn't mean that they don't prior a lot of people take it as a sign of respect like oh you didn 't leave early enough and it's like, yeah, but how many times have you been late for unforeseen like foreseen unforeseen it's not about you if someone's late they're in their own head. That they are not thinking about you. And that, that could be the part that hurts, but, like, they're going to see you. So the, the whole... The fact that lateness can exist is all in reference to you, so it is about you. So, like, chill. Um, so I'm very patient with those kinds of things, but I think it's to some degree, like, I've learned not to care about it, and that's why it doesn't have such a hold on me, but when it comes to, like, working... (laughs) Sometimes, it's, like... I haven't been very patient with this person. And it was very tied to other reactions, which I'm not proud of, which I own up to and have discussed. Um, But I just... In in general, I've been so... We're both people that are pretty bound up by fear and, in some ways, insecurity... And as soon as I would have some kind of breakthrough in this area, I would just expect him to have had... I'd be like, oh, I did it. Now you have to. And it's like... The way that kind of manifested is, like, one, like, rushing this person. Two, it makes it seem like you're disappointed in them. When all it ever really meant to me was that I believed in him. It's like, oh, like, I believe we're the same whatever, whatever. And it's well-intended or not even intended, just as, <laughs> just as much as my thought process was that, um, it had detrimental effects, and th- th- those weren't even ones, and I didn't know how to sit with them, because of my own need to be, like, capable of those, an annoying as little bridge Kids squeaking on the bridge, We um, need to oil it, <laughs> or something, so... That is a horrible sound and also must have burned to go down that little metal slide. Um, <laughs> but I like to be in parks when I'm feeling sad because it just feels very grounding. Right? you're just always reminded that your pain's not the only thing in the world, that every, like, is beautiful. There's all these silly little kids doing silly little kids. That, like, I remember going down the slide, having it burn in the side, <laughs> stuff like that. Um, so yeah, as well intentioned as it was, I, like, I need to be seen as capable. And then I also just believe in everyone else so wholeheartedly that I I tend to come across a bit, like, probably hard-headed, I guess would be a word for that. Um, yeah, just hard-headed. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, why, why aren't you ready now? And in a way, that's impatient. And that's not something I really want to be. That's something I work so hard to unlearn or to do differently because it's what I value because I want to make people comfortable and in this particular conversation like I definitely like i I bulldozed those through and I'm not proud because I was suddenly ready to have this conversation because I was suddenly ready I was like surely you must be too and I do feel as though like it is sometimes hard for me not to get defensive because it's not as though I I, I did genuinely think that he was, like, ready or fine to talk about things because of, like, promises or statements or whatever that he said before. Um, but I think that it's a case of, like, because I wasn't ready before, and he was, that that, like, freaked him out. And the, the fact that I wasn't ready then freaked him out. And now that I'm ready, he's scared and I have to do the reassuring and that goes, like, back and forth, back and forth. Um, that's this kind of cycle that never ends. And that's when people are like, oh, like, we just, like, we it's either, like, in friendships where you're like, oh, it's just, we grew apart. But what that just means is that you're both, I mean, maybe you do, maybe you're just, like, so far distance-wise that you can't get through, you can't ever connect, and then the disconnect becomes too much like that is genuinely true but I think for the most part it is some some game of push and pull with these kinds of relationships um oh there's a little bird laying in the wood chips just playing around it's so cute it's a little sparrow I love sparrows they're such common birds but they're finally like a very cute common animal it's not all common animals that like cute like pigeons kind of but ugly I feel bad for them I know it's our fault but they're butt ugly and they're everywhere but sparrows are so cute so I'm glad to have them everywhere um whoa beautiful birds but there's like a oh yeah so it's just the securities this cushion full. and now I have to be secure and I wasn't I was impatient because I was finally ready to have this conversation and it's well I am secure because I'm like yeah I know where I stand I know this is how I feel I can see everything just for how it was and how it could be how it is like how it is like all I can really say is that like I know how I feel and how I feel is like just I just feel very sure of myself and it's weird when a certain a feeling of certainty becomes rushed because that kind of has this image of like well is it like can't you wait if you're so sure can't you like wait to talk about this can't you whatever and to me it's like no like you should be I thought you were like this that and the other and I just bulldozed through and maybe in some ways that forced closure maybe that's why it feels like I'm looking back already um you know So, yeah, ah, bug, so, and it's hard, it's so hard to not know, but, <laughs> they're cute little kids. Kilo girl us waved at me. Her and a new friend she made on the playground are chasing her dad around with a water gun. He's going so slow, but they're trying so hard and look so goofy. Uh so yeah, I just I can just. oh, but all I was saying is like the illusion of knowing. Like you you don't really know and knowing or having information that's not control and why would you try and control something like this? Why would you try and control anything? It's always a false illusion. Even acting from fear, it's false. And I understand why someone would really trust that this was like a final conversation. I I get why when I've been so wishy-washy that that's something difficult and I should be able to go slower without thinking it's personal when I just know that it's not. Um, It's reactionary, but it's not personal. And those reactions are what can help us get to know people better. And so when I those through, I'm just ignoring how a person is telling me they feel. And regardless of who a person is, what they've done, whatever, I never want to do that. Because then that just, that tells them that that's the only way to exist. That's the only way into or out of a conversation. That's not what I want to do. So, Yeah. Oh. It's tough. Love beams. I don't know how to start this, but I couldn't journal. Isn't that so sad? Because I've been trying to learn how to speak <laughs> this whole year. I've been trying to learn how to communicate with my. Well, with my oral <laughs> trying to improve my oral communication is what i'm getting at clearly we're stumbling we're stumbling through um but i have cried every day of july that is not impressive until you realize it's almost the 13th and i did this the whole month of january so the the further into the month that i s- am still able to say that the more impressive it is and you might ask am I okay? And the answer there would be like, yeah. A long time ago, I stopped moralizing my emotions. And to me, this means that I'm finally (laughs) in touch with some things because I had a backlog of difficulties this year. Like, things just kept happening one after the other. And here we are now. But I, so I've been making these like little weekly, I feel like I might have mentioned this, but um, these little weekly videos on YouTube with a little camcorder that I have. And the last few weeks I haven't been recording as much because that's when the tears started. <laughs> but when I went to Princeton to visit a friend last week because we had the day off for the 4th of July Independence Day, or United States Independence Day, I guess. Um, because there, there are many. Um, I also, I just see say something funny. I, because I'm not a very patriotic person. Um, but they said, when did we start celebrating the United States and stop ce- celebrating what Independence Day is really about being free from the British? And I thought that was kind of funny. Um, just, just on that, that good old topic. But... Oh yeah, so I ended up having a lot of time to myself, because my friend just had a bunch of complications, whatever, uh, it's her personal business, I'm not gonna get into it, and yeah, so I just had a lot of time to myself, I woke up early that morning, because I took literally, like, the first train out of the city, um, and I- didn't realize how overwhelmed i was gonna be that day like emotionally maybe because i partially hadn't got a lot of sleep period incoming all that kind of thing um but I've, i have some of my grandma's little jewelry and there's a bracelet that my papa gave her with like her name helen and when they started dating which is october 1st 1949 um 10 years and two months before my dad was born have I ever done that math? No, I don't think I have. Anyway. <laughs> it's quick maths. So that's what we're all about here. Now that I'm taking my silly little accounting class. But, yeah, I just, like, had the urge to wear that. And I was like, okay, I guess I'll just wear gold jewelry today. So I've been wearing more silver lately, if you cared. And, yeah, so I wore her bracelet. And then when I got to Jersey... I kind of realized that's where both her and my papa are from, and I was like, "Oh my god!" My subconscious, like my my half awake brain, was trying to bring them like home in a way. And then I obviously started crying there. That's part of my crying every day. Uh, just crying, walking around Princeton, I probably looked insane because people. I mean, there's plenty of cities where people don't care, but Princeton, elite institution with a town that. AIDS that idea, or it's a lot of like just other successful professors, just people, yeah, you get the idea, academic minds that probably don't <laughs> don't tend to look the most favorably upon just crying in public or at least question it, maybe more than deeming whether they favor it or not, which is rather bold of me to presume um. But it was nice. I like I went to this little cafe that I think she would have loved and got us some macarons, sat on a bench and I was not speaking out loud, I don't think. I'm not holding against myself actually. Um, but I was just like thinking of all the things that I wanted to talk to her about. And it was really nice because like I said, like she passed away. Some other stuff happened, then another grandparent passed away. My mom had surgery, and uncle mine got very sick, who I'm very close to. Um, I got in my car crash. I had other health things. And, yeah, it was just tough. <laughs> something life-altering every single month. And I just stopped engaging, and this is the first time that I've got to sit with her memory properly and she gives the most she gives the best advice she is my biggest hype woman but she's also such a grounded oh i was talking (laughs) present tense oh god um anyway (laughs) Uh, she's just the most wonderful person and it was nice to get advice from even her memory and she made me feel, or just that day, doing things with her memory and walking her around. They have a, a library that I like a lot. And the architecture is just really cool. Modernist and the water fountain in front of it is very lovely. And even though it was my first time there, it was not my would not have been my grandma's first time. She's from Jersey, from nearby Princeton. Um... She hadn't been back in a long time because her health declined in her later years and um, the last of her family that was from Jersey had passed already. So, yeah. I, I don't know. It was nice to imagine that she had wandered there but that I was showing her the new things. And it's It's, it's silly and I know it's not real but it was nice. It was really nice and it helped me a lot and if something helps you then go for it and I think that now that I started to slowly um I guess accept that reality clearly my words have not cut up even six months later um then I, I was able to start thinking about other things because I was brave and I had my grandma's advice, um, and everything like that. And so I was ready to confront some other things. And I don't know, I feel like I had closure, um, honestly like today on some of the social things, cause some, events that i'm not ready to discuss publicly however public this is or isn't um but i had some difficult things happen to me and there there there's like another person involved who i care very much about and i because i was so hurt and honestly it was a very triggering event for me because i'm diagnosed ptsd and this just happened to relate to my trauma so it's very triggering for me and i didn't treat them as well afterwards as i i i didn't handle it as well as i think i could have and i know that i was doing the best and literally in those situations i know it's fight or flight but yeah i got some closure on the event itself today i think and closure on the event itself meant that I could just see the whole relationship for what it was, which is something that to me is very... Because if you can't tell by now, the people in my life mean more to me than anything. Uh, yeah. Where was that going? <laughs> oh, but it was just that... It was such a beautiful thing, that it was something I've never felt more myself than I have with this person. I know that's about me, but I think it just speaks volumes to the kind of person that he is, where he just makes everyone feel so comfortable and is so, like, um agile socially (laughs) and is able to like adapt and just has a very like inviting smile with like the (laughs) great cheeks (laughs) and it's just you know the kind of presence that is something to simply behold and when I was struggling a lot with what had happened both because the event itself was difficult to deal with but obviously when I have other traumas related to it I have to work through all of that again and so it was just hard to and I think that I treated him in ways that was remnant of other incidents like I was I, I was very angry, and rightfully angry, not that there's ever a wrong emotion, not that that's how that works, um, and I'm not someone that like raises my voice, I'm, I hate, I don't really respect anyone that does that, um, but I do think that I held him accountable for things that he had no control over, and I know that I was doing the best that I had, and I'm gonna forgive myself for that and yeah I don't know it's just hard and honestly um after the phone call I had with him today treating this like my journal diary I guess but that's how I started off with writing is that for years like all of high school a lot of my childhood I would just treat it like any old journal and then it eventually became like systems thinking eventually became being able to write like real pieces and maybe I'll be able to do that with my speaking someday and so that's why I'm not really afraid to do this I don't think um well I'm not afraid (laughs) at all honestly um but yeah after the call I had with him today I, I spiraled a little bit I just wrote everything that came to mind and then I called my mom crying after I had walked from like 50th and hell's kitchen back down to washington square park and it's so i still didn't feel any different just sobbing (laughs) strangers in new york even after right after i said the princeton thing were coming up to me like are you okay do you need me to do anything for you or like what's wrong and that happened to me recently i think it was literally july 1st i think it was what kicked off my crying month i was crying in some random park and the sweetest girl came up to me she was just like do you need a hug and I was like honestly that'd be really nice thank you and she just gave me a hug we parted ways and people as I like people in my life mean everything to me but people in general I just adore them so much and I truly believe that so many people just have everyone's best interest at heart um yeah it's a I think life in the world wonderful things and I cherish them so deeply and I hope you do too and if you can't right now then that's okay um yeah I called my mom just sobbing and she gave me some advice she's just like why not and that's when she told me to journal or to write a letter or to do something like that and she was also just talking about how everything that you feel doesn't just go away and I think I have a tendency of trying to make them go away because with an event that's difficult it's very easy to be like oh that was so messed up goodbye forever and like sometimes sometimes that is what you need to do <laughs> But that doesn't, yeah, it doesn't make it easier. And then I was also talking to—I'll say—I'll say names for now—and I guess um, my friend Thomas briefly about it. And he was like, "Yeah, some—I know it doesn't make it easier, but sometimes things are just a part of life." <laughs> I mean, I don't want to get into details because I guess he did use personal examples. But that's, yeah, it doesn't make it easier, but it's nice to hear everyone's takes on it there's something interesting that another friend of mine said I, we're not very close so i are not close yet right? potential to become close friends i should have just stuck to not saying names but he was talking about how like like moral differences and i i had just never kind of been presented with that because uh, this event for what happened like you do have to have different senses of morality um, and I was like oh like that, that just framing that, the framing was interesting and my point and then I also like went to the gym and I had walked all that way and it was nice to see that I handled the closure for the event even though it, I handled it as well as I could that now I used to destroy myself with things like this I used to think it was validation that it was like oh I'm a horrible person and it would just serve that way but now it makes me reach for community for my mom for to feel okay in my body to feel safe in my city and it was just nice to see that I react so differently than how I used to um it because I know how I feel it's like the day-to-day if if you go to the gym day-to-day you know that you're getting stronger but you don't necessarily see it until like one day you look at like at an old photo of yourself and you're like oh wow and this was kind of that this was absolutely a snapshot in time not that every day isn't but in terms of this kind of event I really understood something different and I was so glad that I have me, um, and it's hard. Oh God, that's that was the most heinous sound. The cool thing is that I'm pretty when I cry. It does not mean I sound okay when I cry. <laughs> um, so yeah, but it's just walking around. I was kind of impressed because I'm walking around New York, which I've never been to New York with him, and I was still thinking of, I could, like, still kept running reels in my mind of, like, the things we've done together. I could still see so vividly all these places. And then they were, like, projected, like, literally, like, I don't know how this stuff works, but I could just, like, instead of the streets of New York, I was seeing all these other locations. I was seeing, like, Primrose Hill, Bermondsey Street. I was thinking about... I was thinking about, honestly, so many mundane things. Like, taking the tube, doing the spelling bee at the kitchen table. Um, Yeah, I was just thinking about all of that. Um, And then I would just keep crying. And... Everyone looks so real to me. I think it was also just... I felt a lot of relief. Because I was like, Ah, I finally... Talked about it. I can finally see everything... For what it was. And what it was... Means everything to me. What it was... Is all that I am. You know? Uh... So it's nice to not feel resentment anymore. It's really nice to think about things without a narrative attached, without trying to be, without being vindictive about the wrong things, without holding this one person accountable for everything that's gone wrong. Because that's—it's not fair. It's not on them, and even if it. Was somehow then that's not how I want to act as a person, and it's so nice to not feel a weird sense of urgency with that, and I can just accept things, and that's why like looking at all the faces of the strangers, they looked so real. And I'm a very tall person, but I felt like everyone was at eye level, in some way. Like it was just like it's. Um, there's some quote that I'm gonna misremember or misquote I I just don't like using the same word twice so close together but we move and it's something about like crack my heart wide open or so wide open that the whole world falls in and it's just like kind of being in so much pain but more than that just feeling so much that you can you just have immediate sympathy for everyone on the street, even if they have like the plainest look on their face, they're just trying to get from somewhere to somewhere. And that makes me so emotional. And that's honestly like most of what I've been crying about this (laughs) this month is I'll just see something something more aptly everything. Everything I see like that, I'll be like, oh my god, that's such a human human reaction and that's beautiful that's so relatable we're literally all the same person we're literally all chilling together like this and then i cry um so that's slay i need to be more hydrated maybe that's why i got sick (laughs) or just the stress finally unwinding but i have to go to trivia with my friend soon and I just wanted to maybe feel a little better and try and communicate how I'm feeling because it's hard to talk to myself, I guess, these days, because that's what writing has always been. And doing this feels like talking to you. So, (sighs) yeah. what i've got for now shouting into the void (laughs) stuffy ass nose uh whenever my nose is stuffy i feel like i sound like rudolph in like the claymation one honestly it'll be a little i'm gonna the trivia i'm gonna do is with one of my best friends but also some of the master students and if i start crying there which is likely if it was just um my one friend then that'd be fine but the rest of the messages if they see me cry that's hilarious so yeah but i have to go so early to save us a table i'm so brave i know i know uh. well i have a few minutes but yeah this person he he's just always amazed me and like and I think I told him that a lot, but he, like, on the call today, he was just talking. He was like, I feel like I have to prove myself, have to, like, do whatever, be this bad person. And I was like, I already believe in you. Like, that that's something you're only putting on yourself. Like, I've only ever, like, I, I just think you're wonderful. And I feel like I've only expressed that much to a very large degree until things went awry, and then I was like, okay, this hurts, this, this, I'm so scared of this thing, this thing, and it was reactive, and that is, so much of that was, that it still was not even about him, and I feel, I, I feel genuinely bad that I made it about him. But I do forgive myself because I know that I was doing the best that I could with what I had. Um, but yeah, he's just like, he, i swear to god has more hours in the day than the rest of us because <laughs> he just does so much like he sees people all the time and a lot of it is like playful activities like playing like paddle or i don't know squash tennis i swear he does things other than rocket sports <laughs> but and then like biking from place to place still having time to like go to the pub with friends still this that and the other thing And as someone who was, at the time that we met, still coming out of, like, a deeply introverted phase, um, aka the first 20 years of my life, um, it was so inspiring, inspiring that he could have so many, like, clearly deep connections, and the fact that I knew how I felt with him, which was the most myself I've ever felt in my entire life, and it was just so easy, it wasn't like I was trying to live up to anything, and I was definitely still shy, Uh, yeah uh, but he would just like he's such a matter of fact person would just say things so plainly in a way which I really admired like the fact that I was shy like he pointed out he's like yeah you're shy like that's great and I just felt very celebrated even though matter of fact wasn't complimentary it was just like it was accepting he's a very accepting person and then so of course everyone feels comfortable and being so playful it's just like such a light hearted energy and being around him for this long the last year and a half really changed my life and I know that meeting anyone does but he showed me how I want to live I and now I see friends all the time and I have people that I'm meeting that are like how are you an introvert? that's so impressive that like every single day you're seeing someone new and I'm and it's not like Doing it for the sake of checking it off. I'm meeting people that I am that I write poetry about, like this one girl that I like have made friends with. I, like I have a poetry about her. Last time that we saw each other, or, like after we parted for the day, before the next thing I had to do, I was like, oh, like I, I'm I feel so moved and so safe in this friendship as well, and because I was given. A space to feel so free. I can now do that for other people, um, and that's something that will just always mean everything. <sighs> um, that he did that, and I want to. I want to play more. I want to take. I'm still getting used to this kind of more social lifestyle, um, but once it's even more set in stone i'll do more sport activities i've been trying i've done like pool uh golf simulator bowling i want to do batting cages soon so i i'm i am making my way towards normalizing play not to rhyme but yeah he's also just when someone inspires you and how you want to live they kind of become a part of everything you do and so even though I'll be like I'm obviously doing these things with other people um he's he's the reason and yeah he's someone that I believe in a lot and I believe in the way he does things and I believe in this that and the other thing and even though I think that's why even though we have a bit of we have some different morals that I just believe in what I see, and what I see is something that has changed my life irrevocably for the better, because he is such a wonderful person. And it's our differences that made him wonderful, and it's our differences that made what is so like simple, so second nature, so easy to him. That's what really, like, touched me, I guess, like, has motivated me in so many ways. Uh, And drastically changed the course of my life. Um, And I'm excited to see where that takes me. I'm so excited. I'm so scared. (laughs) I'm thinking I've been planning my job applications. And I'm terrified. (laughs) You know? So, that's cool. Um, I'm terrified to succeed because... It does mean losing more people, but it's always going to happen. Or more more aptly than losing people, it means I'll lose the way things are now. And when I'm crying every day because of how beautiful life is, <laughs> then yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be tough. <laughs> but it's, it's still exciting because that's gonna be beautiful in and of itself. And yeah i'm thinking about that song the song where it's like i thinking about the way things change the way things change yeah you really wanted that didn't you a <laughs> sick nasally little song we're supposed to do karaoke with some of the masters people this weekend um i'm not gonna let them hand me a mic i will simply sing out loud because that's fine but i've had like I don't know. People compliment my talking voice, which do not judge my nasally snotty self in that capacity. But it's nice. I don't know, cause I my voice isn't something I think much about. And it's I guess those are the compliments that kind of like stick with you a lot. Is the ones where it's like least expected or just maybe not something you value or like consider often. And so I'm just like, yeah, like this is a nice thing about you. And it's just such a comforting concept that even what you aren't the most cognizant of other people appreciate and yeah it's just very sweets but now i truly must go i guess for now but i'm planning on doing compilations of little clip guys here again the outtakes but i don't think i'll call it outtake well i'll just call it a journal entry but not the accounting kind ahaha ha. pain I've only got a short walk to the bar, but yeah, I've also been thinking a lot about my first love my little my high school moments, and yeah, I just how like matter of factly uh, what the fuck am I saying? just been thinking about it, and um it's fun- i like I don't know if this is the case for everyone, probably not, I guess, but uh him and I were like we're on like good, great terms like we don't we're not close by by any means, we hardly ever see each other, but when we do it's just like that mutual respect for what was something I've definitely talked about before, and it's so nice now that we're like especially because we're the same okay. age and in like similar stage of life, I can tell that we're both like nostalgic now that it's four years later like college just ended it's the same time that because our relationship ended after right before college at the end of high school and i <laughs> can send him like i so i've been listening to a lot of with, as i always do and listening to i was listening to feel a in general and that's a song that I just, like, always associate with him. And now that, like, the re-recording's out, or has been for a while. But also said, I'm really not the biggest fan to speak now. That's good. Um, I Can See You is literally the best song on the album. It's just from the vaults. Um, not just, but, like, it's only a recent revelation is all I'm getting at. Um, and where it was, like, going... Oh, yeah, so just a little massage. And I was able to send that to him, and I was like, oh, this is, like, when we were... We I said something along, and I was like, when we were we used this is the song that, like, always made me think of you or, like, I associate with you whatever. And I was like, oh, that makes me so happy. I could definitely see this being, like, the backdrop to our high school dates and stuff. And I was... it's just it really means a lot to have someone that, like, we're both at a place where we can just respect that and know with the passage of time that it doesn't come often Um, and I hope that with this person that we can both also disrespect everything that's been there because it's something I felt so infrequently and I had the weird urge this is what I said to my mom when I first called (laughs) I was like yeah I'm feeling similar to how I felt with that first love and I was like, and my inst- urge was to call him, but that would be weird. I can't do that. And she just laughed. And she was like, I'm oh, so strange. I thought about, like, his name. I call him Ace. I can just say Ace. I thought about Ace. The other- she, she does not know what I call him. That, so she would never say such a thing. But I thought about him the other day. And I was like, whoa. Crazy. I'm at the bar. Now I have to save us a seat. But I'm sober. So am I in an order? I don't know. I don't think I've ever started one of these while crying but i'm watching oh my god and i'm sick so (laughs) my nose is just incredibly stuffy uh ac's going i'm sweating fun fact i've (laughs) been so i uh we know i have to backtrack all the time (laughs) it's amazing how far away you get from the point when you do that but um if you throw out enough words throw out a net and maybe you'll get something even if it's not my initial point but when I go to the clothes I wear to bed unless it's like really hot I I tend to wear my pajamas like two days in a row (laughs) because you're clean in your bed ideally um and just, just fine unless you're like super sweaty or sick or gross that's okay so I wore this purple shirt that my mom gave me. And I've worn it several times before. So I don't know why this was, like, a unique issue. But basically, it's it's purple. It just says Durham on it. Um, long sleeve. I guess I sweated. Sweat? I don't know why I said sweated. Oh my god. <laughs> I sweat so much. That it turned <laughs> my sheets purple. Or kind of pinkish. Um... So that was crazy. I It is because I'm sick, but that was still like an unforeseen thing. Uh, 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 that was just to describe the, the sadness of my circumstance. But I'm watching Never Have I Ever, which is like the corniest Netflix show, and I love it. It's the fourth season, I think it's the final season. I don't keep up with it beyond like I see it on Netflix and I'm like, oh, cool. Like, it's not something I wait for. Although I am proudly waiting for the summer i turned pretty to come out on the 14th which i guess is thursday oh my god that's so hype i the. Neither- oh my mom's calling me um oh okay but basically watching never have i ever for a season not something i anticipate but something that is here and i love it and i've watched it in a day i think it came out a while ago but it just take me a while, a while to get around to, because I like to watch shows in, like, one sitting, otherwise I tend to forget about it, but any time this girl brings up her dead father, I cry, and I've been crying more easily as I get more in touch with my feelings as I get older, or not about, like, the most menial things, or sometimes indeed about that, like, oh, life is so beautiful, but instead of, like, when I was younger and I would cry because I d- dropped the brick of ice on the ground like that i just so distinctly (laughs) remembering that would like of the smallest thing that would just break down um but now for a different reason as we know besides the point maybe i don't know but i was like uh i wonder why this bothers me so much but something i kind of realized is that in this exact moment is i have a tendency like when people surprise me, kind of for better or for worse, I'm just like, oh, like, I'm just very accepting of it. I, I don't, I'm not the most reactionary, I wouldn't say. Like, um, when I went to Japan, somebody came up and surprised me there. And that was so exciting, that was so cool. But, like, uh, that part of me that I have not really let allowed to relinquish control just wouldn't let me, like, get excited I wouldn't let me respond It wouldn't let me react at all or feel any type of way I was just like oh like this is the reality and I think it's because like this isn't a negative per se but when you're young and like one or both of your parents are kind of in and out of your life a lot like I never knew if my dad was gonna call me I never knew when I was gonna see him again um I was just kind of uncertain for a lot of my life and it only became more uncertain as I got older until the point that it just stopped. And like the last time, I've never gotten emotional about this. Um, But the last time that I went to California, I, I didn't know that that was the last time. I didn't know that that part of my life was over and I get that you never know really or you very seldom have the opportunity to know when things are over like that and it's probably part of why big change like high school ending or college ending is so difficult for me it is for anybody which I also think this show does a good job of addressing because so many people are just like oh yeah you just go to college and like it's hard in its own way it's hard for the actual move but there's a lot that I do think that it addressed well about like it wasn't. I love I love NYU so much. Biggest advocate ever. Have I seen like at NYU? Probably um, went to and go to again. <laughs> but yeah, like it wasn't easy for me to leave behind Chicago in high school and attach to that. But yeah, it was hard not knowing that the last time I was in San Diego was the last time I visited. I think literally maybe one since my senior year, um, 2019, which I guess is also four years ago now, and it's weird. It's weird that that could just be, and I'm not trying to equate <laughs> a father leaving or just no longer showing up as being the same as one dying, I'm very cognizant that it's not and would never try and compare that, but I'm just grateful that this show However silly. And honestly, I think it's the silliness that, like... That's why I really like kind of corny shows. As much as I also love really artsy, like... Film. Whatever. Like, I love new white French films. (laughs) Those are the most pretentious things ever. And I have, like, a genuine appreciation for the art. And I'm getting defensive so that I come across as well-rounded. And we're stopping that. But I really like the corny things because it's, like... it's, It's an excuse to, like... It it lets people feel whatever they want in a way that's, like, very not judgmental, in a way that's very simple, that's just... It's not cerebral in the slightest. You don't have to think so hard about your feelings. You don't intellectualize them. You just gut reaction feel them, and that's sad that she went through that, and it's my own silly world that I have to wonder why, (laughs) even though it's just sad, and that's okay. Um, But, yeah, it's something that's kind of hard for me to grapple with because it's also a loss of identity being like like I'm from California I'm from San Diego I was born in Pacific Beach and partially raised in La Jolla and that was something that like tugged at me a lot throughout my life When the parts when I was in Chicago because it's such a big thing to be born and raised there like if, literally if you were born at Northwestern if you were born in Evanston people are like nah you can't say that and I'm just like you're dumb as hell but that's kind of funny um you're you're dumb as hell my mom over here is this she'll be so confused because I do not talk she doesn't talk very Chicago so I naturally do not speak this way with her and it's merely in social settings that the speech developed, but, uh, <laughs> anyway, like, I, I could never say that, I could never, and I know it's, I have such a tendency to, like, minimize the things in my life, because I'm just always very aware that it's harder for other people, oh, so much crying about, and, like, it's delayed. Um, But people, like, I've had friends make much more monumental moves and have had them be so much, have had such a drastic impact on their life that it's like, oh, like, my silly little confusion uh, isn't that much. The fact that I always had to, like, growing up in multiple places, you have to switch back and forth between the versions of you that are, like, acceptable but also not lose what that integrates because... I did have to like act differently in San Diego and Chicago, and to be honest, I was a lot more accepted um, in California. Oh God, one second. Yeah. Um. I like. In. I, You think you can unpause, and then you're just stumbling. Oh, Lord. But I can so distinctly remember being, like, 12 years old in the swim team locker room and realizing... I don't remember what was it because it was hard for me to think about, and with my childhood PTSD brain, uh, it luckily protected me from all sorts of things that weren't necessarily... Most terrifying, but that was tough, and I just realized that all of the people I thought were my friends found me like really annoying, and that was hard for me, you know, because it also just made a place that I already didn't feel like it was quite home. I just, even further, didn't feel like I belonged, you know. But I couldn't go to San Diego because for whatever reason, I've honestly never tried to understand because I just don't think I can understand why my dad didn't, why he stopped showing up. And I think it's something that like, even from a young age, I just fundamentally got that he didn't know himself that well. Like, if he wasn't willing to face that, then I certainly wasn't going to waste my time. But back to being, like, not being able to be surprised. It's just, like, I know that people don't show up. And then I know that they do sometimes. Um, And I know that when they do, they mean it. And I know it's going to hurt when they stop. But so I just accept it when they're there and I also feel like by accepting it, it it takes some pressure away like it's just it can also but by just accepting it it can also be kind of lonely for them like maybe that feels like a rejection like maybe the fact that I wasn't excited for this person to show up to Japan um, maybe to them that felt like being pushed away maybe it was like oh why aren't you excited <laughs> it's like and i'm just trying to let by being so in control of my emotions it makes people react to themselves but then gives them further reason maybe to project onto me even though it's partially just like a self-defense mechanism i adopted because i didn't know when i was gonna see my dad again um and I still don't <laughs> was with my mom every time we leave each other we have at least the next time we see each other planned and we call twice a week <laughs> she just called me but I was in the middle of crying so I'm gonna have to call her back but um yeah so I want to let people know that I'm excited to see them. And that's why I've, I always text my friends. Like, hey, I had a such... Thank you so much for making time to hang out with me. Whatever. Even even though, in my head, that's like, don't don't put pressure on them. Like, don't make this like weird. Don't make it bigger than it has to be. But it is big. It is big to me to get to see my friends. That's such, like... That's the... Oh, God... If there's one thing I get emotional about, it's my friends. But it's the honor of my life that, oh God. It's the honor of my life that people I care about want to spend time with me because that hasn't always been the case. And I know it's not personal, but it's so nice that it's there. So, yeah. And that goes beyond. My, that goes to like the hurt little girl in the YMCA locker room. <laughs> Half the time, but it's just those little kids surrounded by naked old ladies. Um, that goes back to her, who is so alone, and just kind of has been since then. And I've actively unpacked that for a long time, but. I just don't want to be scared anymore. And I'm glad that my friends give me the space to be grateful. And that instead of continuously overthinking, that I can just show up as I am. And that they can understand. And we can just trust each other to do that work. We can trust the other people to communicate like adults. And by trusting someone to do that, it means they probably will show up in that way. Whereas if you always control it for them, you just don't even give someone the opportunity. And, yeah. So, I want to believe in people in that way. I'm someone who always believes in people, but then I still try and control the dominoes as they fall. So, giving that space for friends, giving that space for everybody in my life to let them show up in the way that they want to i i i want to let people show up for me and um yeah i can't remember i don't think i've said this in a podcast but i just said it recently i think it was in a voice memo which to me feels so similar that that's why it takes us on but like thinking about some coaches or coaches in general conversation i had with a friend that like believe in you and the idea that like i was able to achieve things because someone believed in me and i want to believe in my friends in that way and i hope that they will always know that i'm not disappointed if it ever falls short but it's just if you fall short i still believe in you that's not a mark against you that's just what happened um so believing in people woo. oh lord I have to take a minute and then call my mom back and then I have to finish never have I ever